Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Gary Pratt dedicated his most recent album, Something Worth Remembering, to the passing of his brother. Gary grew up in a small coal mining town in Pennsylvania called Slickville, where he fronted several local bands before heading to Nashville. Gary says music has been an outlet to get him through some of the rough times in his life. He joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about his career in music and his latest album. Hi, Gary. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time this afternoon to talk with us. You are um, Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I'm near Pittsburgh, um, about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, has that uh, basically always been home for you, that part of the country? Um, most of the time. Um, I, I was in Nashville for a while after college, and then uh, I had to move home to get a real job. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so uh, I've been here ever since, yeah. I think I read that you uh, grew up in a small coal town in, in the Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania region. Yeah, it's not far from here. In fact, my um, my one brother and, and my parents still live there. Um, my parents live in the house that uh, I grew up in, and um, it's a very small town. Um, it, uh, when I was growing up, uh, you know, we had like you know one store, no red lights. You know, still the same. Not yeah. The same, you know? okay. <laughs> Five bars. You know, six churches. <laughs> yeah. Right. Typical small town. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when did music enter your life? You know what? Um, I have. It's always been a part of me. I mean, ever since I was kidding before I could uh, uh, talk, you know, I was dancing and um, you know, dancing around in the car or whatever, and you know, the music my parents were playing. Or uh, so I've always been fascinated with music, fascinated with the awards on TV. Um, so it was always a part of me, and then when I was about uh, 16, I decided to uh, start a band, and um, I've been singing ever since, and uh, most of the people that were in my bands actually were not my age, they were older. Mm, okay. um, well, we used to practice at my mom's house, and being that they were older, it gave me actually a benefit to play probably places I would have never played at that age, you know, right. I would have been, you know, with people my own age, we probably, you know, just been a basement or a garage band, but being with other people that were older and wanted to be out there, it gave me definitely a benefit, you know, to, you know, to learn, actually. Yeah. When did it become professional? When, when did it move from the basement to, hey, this is something I think I'd like to do on a little more serious uh, basis? I think I always knew that. Yeah. Uh, when I was, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was like really strict with it, and you know, I would try bands and have bands, and I would be like, you know, these people have to be here at practice. It was like my main, my my main outlet. I really didn't socialize too much. Like in high school, I was, mm-hmm. you know, my friends were basically the people that were in my bands, and they were older. I had a few friends, but. 
you know, nobody was really in the music, but, um, you know, I was in the music in, um, in high school. In fact, one time, I haven't talked about this to anybody really. There was, um, like a talent, so-called talent agency came to, uh, Pittsburgh from Nashville and, mm-hmm. and they sort of wrote a lot of people into it. It ended up being a big scam. Okay. But, um, my parents, I mean, we went the whole way through it, went to Nashville. I did a uh, recording down there when I was 16, and my parents have always been behind me. But uh, it ended up being a scam. Luckily, you know, my dad was pretty smart, and he knew what was going on, and we really didn't fall for it. But mm-hmm. we met a lot of wonderful people that did fall for it, and I made a lot of good friends, you know, that you know wanted to do the same thing as I was doing that was actually my age, and their parents were doing the same thing. Mm. Um I've always um, wanted to do this, and after I, you know, sang in all types of bands through high school and college, and after college I went to Nashville. I sang in probably every venue in Nashville. Oh, cool! Sang, yeah, yeah, Tennessee State Fair and um, uh, the pre-stages for the CMA Fest, and some of the things I don't even know how I got on there, but I, I did, and you know, it's just been a passion of mine. I've been writing and. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I ever thought you know I didn't want to be in this business. Right. Okay. Well, when did songwriting become part of it for you? I've been writing since since I made. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, in fact, one of the songs that are on my current album, I wrote when I was sixteen. Oh, cool. Okay. Or seventeen, you know that yeah. age area. Yeah. And I actually wrote the song for my mom. It was called Number One Fan. Uh-huh. And That's awesome. Yeah, the song um, is completely changed now. We, My engineer, Doug Casper, he's like, do you have any songs, you know, that are old songs that maybe you want to, you know, put on this album that, you know, maybe we could redo or something. And I brought a couple in and my friend Adam um, Ernest is a musician and he's an artist also. Actually, he's with Sony right now. Um, he heard that song. He goes, you know, I think we can do something with this. Hmm. So we ended up rewriting the music and rewriting. I wrote all, rewrote all the lyrics, and now it's like a contemporary love song, wow, and cool. uh, it, it's it's on the album. So I'm real proud of, of that song. Yeah, that's awesome. So the album you've referenced, um, something worth remembering, right? That that's the one that came out in March. Correct. Yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, have there been others? Uh, is this your debut, or have you had some other albums? No, no, I've had um, I've had a few other albums. I had a Christmas album come out in um, 2019. In fact, that's how this album started. Uh, I was doing the Christmas album, and I thought, oh, I want to do another album you know, in the near future right after this. Well, we ended up recording, actually, all the songs hmm. for both albums at that time. Um, and then we had to get the Christmas album out because, you know, of course we had a Christmas deadline and um, after that we started working on on this album. Um, also, I had an album before that. Um, it was more of an EP. had seven songs on that I wrote. Um, of course, it's not anywhere near the quality of this even though we did it at the same studio just with technology and, you know, knowing more about, you know, studios and, you know, everything that happens. And I did a few 
small things, you know, on my own before yeah. that too. But yeah. this is the first. This is the first album that I'm getting recognized with. Yeah. This is the first album with uh, MTS Records. Mike Stover, and he's doing, you know, a wonderful job. You know, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you because of him. So, sure, yeah. Um, I'm real excited about this new album. It, it's completely different. It's completely different than all the albums. Yeah. Everything that's happened, the promotion, and you know, the recording process. Everything is completely different. It's so much on a professional level, and yeah, uh, I'm so excited about it. Uh, did you write all of the songs, or, or did I read that some of them were songs that you brought in from other writers? Originally, I was thinking I wanted, I wanted to do, I wanted to write all the songs on the album. And then I'm looking at my past albums, and I'm thinking, you know what, let's do something different. So I got the idea, um, even before we started everything, you know, um, I knew what songs I wanted to have on the album mm -hmm. that I wrote. Mm -hmm. But um, I wanted some well-known writers on the album just to give me that extra edge, you know, I thought, um, you know, benefit. Um, so we got with um, Cheryl Blackman, um, Blackman, that does some uh, song plugging and a publisher, and, and he got me some songs. And what's so weird about it is, um, I, you know, I love Garth Brooks and, and Tony Arada, who has written the dance floor part. Sure, yeah. The dance thing. That's been one of my favorite songs forever. And uh, uh, my producer opened um, up with Cheryl, and uh, we got Tony Arada. He has a song called Something Worth Remembering. There's, there's a long story. I don't know if you want me to get into it yet, but um, yeah, I wanted to dedicate this song or this whole album to my brother um, who passed away about three years ago okay. and mm -hmm. um, we were very close our family is very close family um, I have one other brother um, actually he's the, he's the youngest child but he, um, and my, I'm the oldest actually and uh, the middle child my brother Dennis he's the one who passed away but I wanted to dedicate it to him but I just didn't want you know you, know, you have a book and and People open up a book and says this book is dedicated to so and so. Yeah, yeah. It's just a page, you know. It's just a, another page in the book, and, and the book has nothing to do with that person. But I wanted this album to be something that meant something, you know. That mm -hmm. that something, you know, that like his life or or someone's life. It had to do about life, and um, the whole album was not making sense whatsoever, and I wasn't comfortable with. With the songs that we had on, I didn't know what kind of order they were going to be in, and it just wasn't connecting with that, you know, in memory of right. idea. And um, my producer knew I, what I was trying to do, and, and he found this song by Tony Arada, who wrote the dance for Garth Brooks, um, something worth remembering, and he brought it into me. And I mean, that was the whole key. You know, it unleashed the whole album. Uh -huh. Once I heard that song, I knew exactly what song was going to be last. I knew exactly what song was going to be first. Mm. And I knew, I sort of knew that it just all popped in my head and, and it made it all make sense. Yeah, that's so, cool. Uh, Tony Arata wrote one of the songs. Um, my first release, which is a song you can drink a beer to, um, which is doing pretty well on the Euro charts and the independent charts, um, iTunes, um, like in South Africa, and that's all doing very well. Mm -hmm. um, it was written by um, 
David McIntyre's name. And uh, also a guy named Danny Wells. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but um, there's, you know, some people that have had some hits out there sure. that are also, you know, writers on this album. And, um, you know, it just meshed together very well with their writing, my writing, you know, some different, um, you know, ideas. But just the whole album is a story. It's a story. It's a journey. All the yeah. way from the beginning to the end. That's cool. Um, We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a a process, um, a a method, if you will, when when you're ready to write a song? Is there a, is there some sort of uh, um, way you go about doing that? Do you have some sort no, of routine? I, no, no. I might get a tune in my head, and I'm constantly, you know, take my phone with me wherever I go, and I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you know, because I'll forget it, or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and you know I'll I'll hear something and I'll have to go out to the kitchen and you know, <laughs> try to be quiet, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I gotta get my idea down. And you know, some days I wake up in the morning, I listen to it, and I say, "What was I thinking?" You yeah, know? But, yeah. Um, it's, there's no really um, way that I do. I might get some words in my head. I might get a melody. Most of the time, though, I'll, I'll listen to people. People have the greatest hooks. And they don't even, I mean, just regular people sure. that are talking yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. Um, one of, yeah, one of the songs, um, it's called Sounds Like Whiskey to Me, um, that I wrote. There was um, an older lady that was at actually a picnic that I was um, singing at, and they were talking, a whole group at this picnic table, and I don't know what they're talking about. All of a sudden, all from the very clear I heard her say that sounds like whiskey to me and I thought oh my gosh that I gotta write that song you know <laughs> so uh, yeah. um so there's different ways you know I get ideas or um but most of the time I really love listening to people yeah and then I'll I'll start writing something or a melody and that's good um, yeah. go from there so yeah, yeah. Just, you know, all, all depends yeah so obviously we've had some strange times in the music world and and hopefully things are starting to wake back up what does it look like for you out on the road if you're doing your normal thing uh, when you get to share this music with your fan base tours what kind of venues do you play what does that all look like for you okay most of my most of my venues right now are pretty much local coming up in fact i got my first gig this um this coming saturday and um I'm looking forward to it. In fact, we're going to have practice here at uh, probably about 5.30 tonight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been a busy day. but um, So it's, you know, all new songs, of course, and then, you know, we're hitting that the album, you know, pretty hard. So right. we get some sales and, you know, people interested, and I got some T-shirts made up and stuff like that. Um, but, um, it's Most of the stuff is local. Hopefully I'll be um, opening up for some people at a theater here that I... I've worked in before. I've opened up for like Pam Tillis and Dwight Yoakam and oh, good. running cool. with that. And yeah. Some of the older, yeah, mostly older people, but um, um, Travis Tritt and you know, people like that. So I'm looking forward, you know, maybe to doing some things like that. And there's some wineries I'm doing some things at, um, festivals, you know, yeah. festivals that some are still, you know, canceled, some aren't. Um, right, right. You know, so just playing it by ear, I'm just glad to get back out there, you know. And be in front of people and, you know, just have fun, you know? Sure, yeah. Do you have, um, 
long range vision plan getting outside your local Pennsylvania area? Do you would you like to tour? Is that something that's on your radar? I would love to do that. Um, as soon as we get some groundwork here and get get uh, everybody comfortable with what we're doing, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know head out and try to get you know some bigger gigs and you know open up for um, get down in Pittsburgh and you know hopefully we can do that and then um, maybe even travel you know the album's doing pretty good you know like in the UK and that I'd be happy to even travel and and do something completely different than yeah. I've never done before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I mean there's always those options and I'm I'm open to it. So sure. uh yeah. You know, if anybody's listening they can get me both, you know. <laughs> uh, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Is this something that you um hoping to move into full time uh, you mentioned uh earlier day job which is quite typical most people have to do that but is it is it in the works or is that a long-term goal to be able to do this full-time no if it's long-term or not i mean if it would happen i would definitely do it um i own um, my own business and uh so i mean you know i've been doing the same thing for the last uh well it's been open for about uh, 15 years, so, um, you know, I'm ready for a change if I can get someone else in here to do what I do, and it's a floral and a gift um, shop in town, yeah. and uh, we do we do an awesome job, so I'm sure I can get someone to take over, and um, my parents are here every day, they, they work here too, so it's not an option that I, I would not consider, because I would do it. If sure. I had to close this place, I would do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I have that opportunity, you only live one time, right? And um, right. you know, I found that out. You know, I mean, with my brother passing away, um, you know, you take chances, and 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 there's some songs on the album too that tell you, you know, don't be afraid. You know, so what if you if you fail? Don't be afraid of failure. Um, get out there, you know. Get and if you feel uncomfortable, that's okay because that's the only time you can grow. You know, right, but, right. Um, no, I'd definitely take the opportunity and go. What's long term for you? What do you What do you see in the future? Another record in the works? Maybe how How far do you space those out? You know, um, I was thinking about that yesterday. Actually, um, this album has you know a lot of life still in it, but um, in the future, I plan on writing with um, some well-known people that, I mean, this album's opened up some doors for me and some connections. That's great. But, yeah, so I can, I'm looking at writing with, um, you know, people that have, you know, you know, you always, you know, you always critique yourself worse than other people, but sure. uh, during during this process, I found that, you know, my, my writing is valuable. Um, so, you know, it just gives me more confidence and yeah. I like to write with some people. Actually, I'd like to do a Christian album. Yeah, um, that's cool. yeah. That, that, I got some really cool ideas that I'd like to share with some people and, yeah. and get some co-writers. That's one thing I definitely want to do. Um, you know, long-term goal. You know, I want that award on CMAs, but right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's know, awesome. Yeah. Never say never. You know, for you sure. Know, yeah, you know, and never, never. You know, go for the you know the big stuff. You know, right. You know, you can be favored. You know, by God every day, but. I mean, you know, you got to ask for big things, and 
you know, things can happen. You don't know. Sure. Well, God will lead you to the doors, and you've got to open the doors to get to the next ones. And so, yeah, you have to yeah. have to be brave and take risks sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how can folks get in touch with you, pick up a copy of your record? Uh, where, where are you all your social connections? What's the best way to get in touch? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, first of all, you can you can go to my website, and, you know, there's, you know, icons that you can hit that'll, you know, links that'll, that'll take you to um, Facebook, take you to Spotify, Amazon, um, Music, um, TD Baby, Deezer, um, Tidal, Spotify, YouTube, um, you know, all those links are are on the website, which is www.garyprattmusic.com. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, hit me up there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm on, on all the platforms, um, music you know, media platforms, like I said, Spotify and YouTube and um, Amazon Music. You can get my music. You can get it on, you know, anywhere. Just, yeah. uh you know, I type it in, and, you know, my, my first song is called A Song You Can Drink Beer To. Um, so, um, you know, you, you can find it on the, on the Internet, definitely. Um, hey, and if anybody wants to, you know, if they listen to the music and they like it, they won't let me know, you know, email me, too. That's um, GaryPrattMusic at AOL.com. I'd be happy to, you know, yeah. chat with someone or yeah. whatever. Good. Um, but, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff on there, so good. Um, I, I'm glad to meet a fellow AOL user. We still use it here too. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't. Sometimes change is not good for me. But right, I well, try to force myself. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works for me. So you know, I, hear you. I get something else out there. I got to think. Okay, now. How many email accounts do I possibly have? Yeah, right. I know. (laughs) Well, thanks, Gary. I appreciate it. It's been good talking to you, man, and I wish you the best with this. I I really hope it uh, takes off for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for your time, Greg, and I appreciate you having me on the show. And, you know, um, just, uh, you know, just keep plugging along, you know. So um, God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.